0: Screw it, screw it, we're We're just just gonna gonna talk about about Spider-Man.
1: Hello and welcome to Screw It, we're just going to talk about Spider-Man. This is the podcast where we go over the original Amazing Spider-Man comic book issues, the ones done by the original creative team of Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. One episode per issue, folks, and we are up to issue number 16, where Spider-Man takes on the Ringmaster. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Will Hines. I'm the other co-host. My name is Kevin Hines. You might notice that I have the same last name as Will. That's because we are the same person, splitting. No, not quite. No, no. Okay. Uh, that's because we are spies no. of a dumb country. No, that's wrong. Okay. Um, that's because we are uh, Earth 1 and Earth 2 versions no. of the I same. Think you're
0: thinking of the DC Universe. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a Marvel comic, mm-hmm. and that's also not reality.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm at a
0: loss. Why do we have the last name? Uh, we same are brothers. Name. We are related to oh. each other. Uh, you that's are right. my older brother.
1: Oof. Nice. Yeah, I've been around. I've been around <laughs> this block a couple more times than you. Congratulations! Yeah, you don't. Yeah, I'm pretty great. You don't. You do You don't know anything. You're an idiot. Yeah, man.
0: Those You're early, the early 70s are me. a loss.
1: You missed it, baby. The Nixon years were crazy. Back when I was three. <laughs> that's
0: yeah. That's when you really learn
1: stuff. You weren't around. You don't get it. <laughs> you don't get Vietnam and Kent State. You know, breakup of the Beatles doesn't that seem important story. to me. Doesn't you don't you're just a you're just an early Gen X I'm early early Gen X Uh, okay so we're brothers so we're gonna do this uh, and we love Spider-Man we love Spider-Man our whole lives we read these comics as kids and now as crotchety grumpy old men we've returned to them to uh, talk about them once more and I still love them and a lot of our the people listening to this
0: podcast I've been getting uh, emails and tweets from people who are following along on Marvel Unlimited or by buying print copies like those epic collections that just came out great power and great responsibility Uh, I'm I'm assuming some people also buy in comicsology, or other ways or Masterworks or reprint uh, the Essentials that did them in black and white. But people are reading mm-hmm. along with us either for the first time or
1: uh, revisiting them with us, which is great. That's what we want. That's what we want. We love these issues and we think they always deserve another look. So um, uh, let's get into it. Kevin, what's, uh, should, we, should we dive right into our cover talk? Yeah. So uh, this is Amazing Spider-Man
0: 16. Uh, this is a crossover with Daredevil. Okay. And so on the cover, uh, we see Daredevil and Spider-Man kind of going at it.
1: And their original, uh, Daredevil's in his original yellow costume, right? Yeah, his sort of boxer-inspired gymnast, uh, yellow and black, with like a black tank top over a yellow bodysuit. Yeah. And um, and in the back we see the other main character of this issue, the ringmaster, who's going to be the villain for the yeah, issue. Yeah, pretty lame villain, in my opinion. <laughs> sort of lame. I mean, his power is actually amazing. Yeah. I, uh, he he, yeah, he ends yeah. up using it in lame ways, but like I was like, man, if somebody had this power in real life, should be using doing more than just doing the standard Spidey villain plan of getting bags of money.
0: I mean, and working at a circus. feel. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Follow that whole thing. He is the ringmaster. He runs a circus of crime.
1: I mean, if your power is embodied embodied in a top hat, that limits what your aliases are going to be. I, mean, I guess you know he, what I mean you're going to be built a the magician, device, right? He
0: could have built it into a different type of hat.
1: In my in my mind, the something about the nature of his hypnotic device could only exist in a top hat. So he was stuck. He's like, well, I guess I have to be a circus ringmaster. He also could have been an English gentleman, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, he could have been Abraham Lincoln impersonator. <laughs> yeah, so he was limited somewhat. I guess that's true. I think he picked the best of his limited options. Um, but I guess Daredevil is kind of the star of the show. He's featured a lot more prominently on the yeah, cover. Yeah, and at this point, I think Daredevil
0: was only had like three issues. So I really feel like this was a crossover to promote Daredevil, to get Spider-Man fans and to and buy this other Marvel comic, Daredevil.
1: Yeah, Um Spidey at this point is, you know, really ascended to become the top property at Marvel. And I assume, I mean, it seems like it. And, uh, and Daredevil's very Spider-Man-ish. Like it'd be a long time before Daredevil would like distinguish himself into his own solid personality. He was kind of just a Spidey ripoff in a way.
0: Yeah. Like a less powerful, uh, Spider-Man. I mean, there's, there's cosmetic differences, of course.
1: I mean, the hook with Daredevil, in case you don't know, is that he's blind. And when he was a kid, like a radioactive bar fell out of a truck and blinded him. But it also gave him, it heightened his other senses and gave him a radar sense. And his dad was a boxer and he, but was murdered by the mob. And so Daredevil kind of grew up. It's sort of like a Batman, Spider-Man hybrid.
0: Yeah. I mean, the fact that he like, is an adult and a lawyer is a big difference from Spider-Man, but they're both right. sort of swinging around the city, punching people.
1: Making wisecracks. cracks. Yeah. It'd be a long time before Frank Miller would show up and kind of make Daredevil this gritty, noir, brooding thing. Yeah,
0: more of a ninja.
1: Yeah, that would happen in the 80s. We're still way back in just witty, acrobat Daredevil. Yeah, I
0: mean, and segueing into uh, what's going on at Marvel at this time, uh, not a lot. Um, Daredevil started uh, like a handful of months ago. It's up to issue three. And so that made me curious, what Mm -hmm. was the next uh, Marvel solo character to get a title? Uh, And it takes years. Uh, take years for that to happen and i want you to guess i know the next three characters to get solo titles now i'm not counting people who uh like titles get retitled uh thor is in journey to mystery that gets retitled as thor and i'm also not counting when other characters join those split titles captain american hulk in the next few months will join uh these split titles tales to astonish as well as uh Oh, what's the other one? Tales of Suspense, I believe. But those don't count. So what are the next three Um, characters that are not being featured uh, that get solo titles? Or just name one of the three. Okay, I am, okay, Silver yeah, Surfer. Yeah, that is one of the three. He's the third of the, uh, I, th- I think, the third of the, uh, he might be fourth. I might already be wrong.
1: Man, aren't you impressed? That's I got really one good, of them. Yeah. I'm so impressed with myself. Um, okay, uh, Captain,
0: Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is the next person to get a solo title. I ha- well,
1: First That's of all, really before good. we That's even really get good. on how crazy that is, you're That's impressed very with me, right? I would the old not have man. gotten Captain Marvel. That's, see, when you've been around an extra five years. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> You like you pick up some tricks, um, yeah. Captain, I was just trying to think. Like that's a Jim Starling guy from like the early seventies, I think.
0: So it's a yeah, while. So it's basically like Captain Marvel gets a title. Uh, I think Submariner gets one, and uh, uh, then I think it's Silver Surfer and Nick Fury. Uh, mm. Like those are the guys who so are the really next like- guys to get uh, new comics that are number ones with them. Oh, wow, and but was- Captain Marvel actually premieres in something else called like Marvel Superheroes, which is mostly reprints. Uh, and then he sort okay. of premieres in that and then spins off into his own uh,
1: title. Now, this is like... So, the the main classic iconic Marvel heroes, that means they've all been established, right? Like X-Men and Hulk and Captain America and the Avengers. They're all, they're all here.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, some of them have been canceled. Hulk has been canceled. X-Men gets canceled for a while. Uh, right. I don't know exactly when that happens, but they go away for a while and then come back. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like the big guns, the big original heroes, they're all out here. I mean, a lot of these characters also... Like some of the Avengers characters don't get solo titles for a long time, like Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah, right. Um, They're just Avengers.
1: Uh, yeah, God, it's so strange. Like Marvel is such a huge industry and a huge comic book company, but it's really just a small handful of characters that they built their rep on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some, some huge, huge legacies, but, you know, it's like Spidey, Hulk, Fantastic Four. But before the movie like, not many
0: of these guys were big.
1: Yeah, it was like Spidey, the FF, and X-Men. Yeah, I mean, and I, the Hulk. And the Hulk, right? Yeah. Right. Um, that that's that's Marvel. And Frank Miller. Like Daredevil's a lesser guy. I, Iron Man's definitely a lesser hero yes. before the Robert Downey Jr. movie came. Captain America's lesser, and Thor. Or, I mean, is mean, in to terms deal of with. Their, like, yeah, in terms of their stature, like to, these would be some people's favorite sure. books with great stories. But I mean, in terms of like their popularity and, and stature within the Marvel universe, like as property, and even
0: within like I think public consciousness, like have you heard of this character? You don't read comics, or you barely have ever read comics, which ones can you name? You might know a bunch of them, but the ones you care about
1: yeah, it's like Spidey, the Hulk, and that might be, and, and Wolverine. And the X-Men, yeah. Yeah. Okay, crazy. So what's going on tomorrow? We've settled into a sort of stasis. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, like I said, Daredevil sort of premiered I, a few months. In the background, in the background of yours, that I can hear an improv class Yeah, going. unfortunately, right?
0: I'm next door to an improv classroom. <laughs> so there's going to be some chanting love and it. singing from time to time. I normally uh, can get it. a soundproof so room, great. but they're using it for, uh, to record another podcast. And my ability to not pay for it Made me not
1: reserve it. <laughs> I respect your cheapness. Yeah. And I also like the humor of having a bunch of people count to eight really loudly behind yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So that's, what's going on in the Marvel universe. Uh, Kevin, what do we do next here? Do we go into the, we talk about
0: Spider-Man news or podcast news, but I don't believe we have any.
1: Um, I don't think we have any either. So Um, I could
0: briefly tell you what's going on in the current Marvel Spider-Man comic. And then I think we can launch into the issue. Okay, let's do it. So great. So what's going on in the current Spider-Man comic, uh, in the secondary title, spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man mm-hmm. has traveled back in time to the Amazing Ooh. Spider-Man, like issue twenty-three, twenty-four era, and Ooh, he's exciting. teaming up with his younger self in an attempt to locate the Tinkerer. I believe
1: uh, oh, I he's using
0: it. his knowledge to win these battles very quickly. Like uh, he uh, like beats up Mysterio immediately at the beginning of a storyline because he's like, "Oh, I remember Mysterio tricked me this time," and he like finds him immediately and punches him. Uh,
1: yeah, he like knows all the, he knows yeah, all the secrets. Yeah, and
0: there's some sort of time travel reason why this is not ruining the timeline, but it's very silly and fun.
1: Oh, that sounds yeah. cool. I love that. Sometimes I think the Marvel comics are burdened by their long, complicated history, but I think sometimes a good writer will like have fun with that in a way that is, that yields a good story and it sounds like that. Yeah, and
0: in this right. story, I think Jay Jonah Jameson has traveled back in time with him. So the two J. Jonah Jamesons meet. <laughs> one, is, I mean, I'll buy that. One is even more cartoonish than the other and that's very fun.
1: Um me, myself and, um, you know, uh, a Dynamo, who is someone I know from performing at the UCB Theater, used to talk about doing a, a web series called uh, the J. Jonah Jamesons, which is which is a whole family of J. Jonah Jamesons, like a mom and a dad and a two kids. But they all have the same hair and smoke cigars and, and their neighbors are a family called the spider And they're always like, Ooh, those Spider-Men with their garbage and their parties. What a uh, uh, a niche target that would have. <laughs> Yeah, basically, only you would have maybe watched it. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that sounds. Fun anyway, to let's me. get into this issue. What would you think of it, Will? I thought it was. Um, I thought it was a solid but unremarkable Spidey issue. Like I enjoyed it, but it's not a standout like some of the recent ones we've had.
0: Yeah, I think next issue is really great. When I started this issue, though, I thought I was going to really dislike this one. I remember this one being boring, uh-huh. and I sort of got into it. <laughs> Yeah, Um,
1: there's a couple of good little hooks in it.
0: Yeah, but it's not a great issue. Um, Next issue is Return of the Green Goblin, and it's a really good one. Ooh. Um, And this one is sort of just, I mean, this one definitely is Read daredevil
1: Yeah, it's an advertisement for Daredevil. Well, let's get into this mediocre issue. Um, We start on a great splash page from Uh, Steve. The
0: splash page is awesome.
1: Spidey is like uh, doing a uh, handstand flip. With a bunch of circus performers in the background, so everybody looks insane. We got like two matching trapeze guys holding a net. We got some kind of giant man dressed in like Greek garb yeah, or so Viking a, garb or a something. Knocked
0: out clowns on the
1: ground. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, we've got the jokes about the credits at the bottom, written by Stan Lee, master of the spoken word, illustrated by Steve Ditko, dean of dramatic drawings, lettered by S. Rosen, sultan of sparkling spelling. I always enjoy those little making yeah, fun yeah. of the letterer. It's really fun. Oh, it's, a great it's a splash page.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a really fun way to start the story and then we uh get right into the story with Aunt May nagging Peter Parker to date Mary Jane
1: Watson. She's like really pimping out Mary Jane right here. It's
0: a cruel thing to do this to your 17-year-old uh basically son who's got a yeah. girlfriend.
1: He's got a girlfriend she wants to and she, who she's met and been through adventures with. She got kidnapped with Betty Brant yeah. by Dr. But Betty she doesn't Brandt care about this girl by, at all. Betty Brant sat by Aunt May's hospital bed when Peter couldn't be there. Aunt May couldn't give two craps about Betty Brant. Like, she wants Peter to date Mary Jane Watson, who we ha- who we the reader have not met yet. I mean, Mary
0: Jane is way prettier, and I guess that's all Aunt May carries cares about.
1: Aunt May's like, you got to see this girl. <laughs> you got to This girl is a babe. Trust <laughs> me, kid. You're not doing better than Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> but uh. but all I mean, all that comes out here is she just really wants her friend's daughter to have a date.
0: Yeah. Uh, I wonder what Mary Jane thinks of all this being set up with Peter Parker.
1: Yeah, this weird nerd that wears blue suits all the time. The neighborhood milksop. Yeah. Or Sorry, pantyways. Yeah, milksop is more of a Bruce Banner thing. <laughs> my bad, my bad. So Sp- okay. uh, Peter Parker gets out of the house to get away from the nagging and uh, gets into Spidey just to swing around and get away from his nagging woman aunt.
0: Yeah, but then he stumbles across some criminals running around with money bags.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he actually says money bags, yep. which is so funny. Four shady looking characters racing out of the rear of that store carrying money bags. Yeah, Spidey uh, villains love money bags. And these criminals run across Matt Murdock, who you and I know is Daredevil. That's right, but Spidey doesn't know that, and at, at the time of this comic, most readers would not even know that.
0: No. Uh, so Spider-Man is protecting this blind lawyer by beating up these thugs in very
1: quick fashion. He, yeah, he's normal. Normal villains, Spidey has no problem with. Yeah, and he, he and he knocks them all out really easily. Cool art doing so.
0: Yep. Uh, and then he sort of just takes off and leaves uh, Matt Murdock to uh, a smugly talk about how he could have handled it himself.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Daredevil is blind. And so a lot of the Daredevil stories, both dialogue and stories revolve around the irony that this guy can't actually see anything, but he's still so such a powerful superhero. Yeah. He
0: often talks Uh, about how he can see better than the other people around him. Like even talks about Spider-Man that he can tell Spider-Man is 17 years old, five foot 10 inches, uh, judging by the sounds of
1: his pulse and heartbeat in excellent health. So he knows Spider-Man is just yeah, he's he knows more about Spider Man than most people do at this point.
0: Yeah, I um, forget how young Spider Man is. That Matt Murdock is he went through law school. So, how old is he? 28, 29, 27,
1: 29? 27. 28. He's in the late 20s. Yeah,
0: so he's 10 years older than Spider Man.
1: Yeah, Spider Man could gotta be destroying him. Yep. Uh, So, but then Daredevil changes into his costume, gets out his billy club and goes swinging around town to get to his law office. And we see him deal with his world, which is Foggy Nelson, his law partner and Karen Page, the secretary slash love interest.
0: Yeah. And I don't know what's going on in Daredevil this time, but apparently Daredevil can't date Karen Page for some reason because he's nervous about hanging out with her because he likes her too much.
1: It's because of the the superhero rule. The male protagonist must always be romantically frustrated so that the male readers can relate to him, I guess. And
0: also, Foggy Nelson is a handsome man in this comic.
1: Yeah, Foggy eventually becomes kind of an overweight, slightly buffoonish, but he's a striking young gentleman here. He looks like a Dick Tracy associate. Yeah, uh, you
0: could do a lot worse than Foggy Nelson, I'd say, in the dating realm. Yeah, Karen, forget
1: Matt Murdock. Karen, go for Foggy. Yeah, he's a. Eventually, do- she does that in the real comic years down the road. Oh, I didn't realize. Uh, oh, wait, that's not true. It's the, other, it's the, it's the uh, Irish girl. Never mind. I didn't read Daredevil until Frank Miller took over like in 1981. So all my knowledge is 20 years hence from this issue.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've read any Daredevil before Frank Miller either. Or very little.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, so we see that Daredevil. Oh, so they're, they want him. To go to the circus. To the circus, yeah, because that's where our villain's going to be. So we cut to the circus and there's the ringmaster. This is so funny. So the ringmaster is an established villain. He was in an issue of the Hulk and he and his ability is that he can hypnotize people using his top hat? Yes. Um, I mean, I think he if he has the ability to just put anybody in a trance, he could be using it better than in his circus costume. He could be using it better than he is, I'm sure.
0: I mean, he's also got a team of acrobats and strongmen yeah. and, and circus performers as thugs.
1: There's some bald dude running, riding like a very low unicycle. But their plan to make money
0: is to put on a Hit circus. Give all the money to charity. And, and then, then rob, rob the, the people. audience. <laughs> 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 it's
1: like, just do the circus. You're good at it. Yeah, you're great at just doing a circus. Here's our plan, guys. We'll start a multi-million dollar enterprise that is profitable. And then everybody who buys something will take their wallets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, that the hit circus in the center of New York City seems like the better deal. you better. And this better. is like the 60s when circuses were big.
1: This is a real thing. This is like how Green Goblin's plan to catch Spider-Man was to produce a Hollywood movie movie and I'm like you'll make more money doing that movie than you will you know catching Spider-Man but also their plan to make their circus a hit is they falsely advertise that Spider-Man will perform yeah they're just lying they're just like in person tonight Spider-Man yeah Uh, I think that's such a funny way to fill up your circus
0: yeah and Spider-Man sees this advertisement and goes I guess I'll go (laughs) 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 <laughs> so I don't, that's also sort of it funny. Works. Yeah. Even good. Spider-Man wants to see that.
1: This is so funny. After Spidey sees the poster and he decides he's going to go to the ringmaster circus, he stops by JJJ's office to see if he can, um, have the night off. And J. Jonah Jameson just dismisses him so hard. Well, it's very weird for a
0: freelance photographer to ask for time off. like, all your time is off.
1: Yeah, you're not obligated to be around here at any time.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Jay Jonah is very dismissive. You can go to Timbuktu for all I care. You haven't brought <laughs> me any sensational photos for days. <laughs> days is not that long.
1: Yeah, if I know. If someone brought you a sensational photo once a week, he'd yeah, be the best that'd be incredible. Forever. Yeah, it'd be incredible. Uh, I love J.J.J. Betty Brandt asks Peter out on a date for tonight. He says he can't. And then lo and behold, his circus ticket falls out of his pocket.
0: Yeah, that's a real clumsy move by this agile uh, spider-sense-detecting
1: superhero. Yeah, and she assumes he's going with another girl because she's seen other girls flirting with him.
0: And I know I keep talking about how good-looking people are. I think Betty looks great in this issue. Betty's Uh, beautiful, yeah. Steve Ditko is getting better at drawing uh, uh, everyone. There's less weird-looking people and more beautiful-looking people.
1: Yeah, everyone's starting to look a little bit more natural. Although he can make them look monstrous when he needs to. Yes. uh, and he, you know, Peter cannot explain to Betty Brandt that he's Spider-Man because she hates Spider-Man. Yep. So he's yes. in a real pickle as usual.
0: Yes, he assumes he's going to the circus with somebody else and he doesn't have an
1: answer. Um, I also wonder why did he buy a ticket? If he's going to be performing at the thing, it's not like he's going to go in through the box office, yeah. right? The he's only reason get, he
0: bought yeah. this ticket is to be caught by Betty Brandt. He wants to be yeah. caught. He, wants, he her wants her to know. He
1: wants to be caught. caught. He, lo- he likes the drama. He likes the games. Uh, Okay, so meanwhile, Daredevil's office, Matt Murdock has heard that Spider-Man's going to be at the circus and he decides to go. Karen Page is all excited because the three of them are going to go out and do something socially. Yep. Uh, And now we have all of our players at the circus. The ringmaster and his hoodlum, but talented performers are ready. Spidey's at the top of the big top and Daredevil's in the audience.
0: Seven pages in, all the pawns are in their places.
1: And now the chess match begins. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, um, which begins with Spider-Man lowering himself into the circus, surprising the circus that did not invite him to the show.
1: Yeah. And everybody goes nuts. I remember loving this. The crowd goes, yay, Spider-Man. He thinks, wow, listen to them cheer. I guess I'm not as unpopular as I used to think. Yeah. Uh, they love
0: him. He flips around like he's originally a showman. His first thing was being on television. He snaps right back into it very easily.
1: Yeah, he's doing like crazy tricks and jumps and leaps. Steve Ditko, I think, does a great job of drawing all this like kind of impressive feats. The crowd loves it. But then the ringmaster snaps into action and hypnotizes everybody in the room, including Spider-Man.
0: That's right. The only person that's not hypnotized is Daredevil because he's blind and can't see the top hat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He can't see the swirling top hat. So it's kind of a good story, I guess. I mean, if you're going to really focus on the fact that one of these characters is blind you have a villain whose power requires you to see so yeah. Daredevil's the only one who is who has, still has his wits about him
0: yeah so he slips into a daredevil suit and goes to stop the ringmaster as any good superhero mm-hmm. would
1: Yep. So now he, But Spidey
0: is also hypnotized, so he has to fight Spider-Man. Right. And this is a fun matchup. Whenever these two fight throughout the uh, years, I've always enjoyed it. But it really isn't a fair match. Spider-Man is far more powerful than
1: Daredevil. Yeah. Spider-Man can like lift a car and Daredevil is just a guy who's trained in a boxing gym for several years.
0: Yeah. But they are they
1: are both acrobatic dudes. They and both they, flip around they,
0: and they both have extra sensory. They're both hard to
1: hit so like it does make it does on paper it's kind of a good matchup and and you know comic book wise the fight's very pleasing when these two go at it yes
0: that is definitely what makes it so enjoyable like two guys like flipping around everywhere at each other is really fun i mean daredevil's whole thing is he can't get hit if daredevil gets hit by spider-man he's out he's out where spider-man can take a ton of punches so there always has to be something that limits spider-man a little bit and in this case it's being hypnotized
1: Yeah, you have to assume that he's not fighting with his full willpower. Um, So Daredevil at some point finally knocks the Ringmaster off his feet and knocks his hat away. And that's the source of his power. Right. And he uses that to free Spider-Man. Smart
0: move. So yeah. Go right for Spider-Man. Get him on your side. As uh, Daredevil says, chalk it up to self-preservation pres- on my part, fella. I'd rather have a gent
1: like you with me than a get me. Yep. And um, they have like a little chat. They kind of spend a while chatting. Meanwhile, Maybe too behind long, them, all- Too long. Yeah. Yeah. They- They should really get on it, because behind them, every thug in the circus is, like, gathering their forces to tackle them.
0: Yeah, and they're, like, just shaking hands. Uh, And this is, uh, 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 I like this line. I'm going to, this is my, I'm going to spoil it for you. This is my dialogue of the issue that I enjoyed. Uh, After Daredevil says, better save the hearts and flowers for later, Spidey. I hear a mighty angry ringmaster getting ready to attack us again. And then he thinks, whoops, I almost left a cat out of the bag about my super hearing. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: it's just letting yeah. us know he's here. I don't think he was letting anything out of the bag
1: no he was not um, but in terms of advertising Daredevil Stan Lee's not going to miss a trick <laughs> so then we have like a four or five page fight of Spidey versus the circus people like Daredevil sees how good Spider-Man's handling it and he just changes back into Matt Murdock and gets back in the crowd
0: yeah um, yeah. Daredevil and, fights them for a little bit and then Spider-Man kind of gets mad and goes hey let me get a few licks in because I guess they can't both fight and then yeah, yeah. Dare, Daredevil just leaves and Spider-Man finishes the them off very easily uh
1: it's it's a really fun fight like i think maybe this is part of the issue that was better than you remember like the visuals here are really cool yeah i enjoyed
0: this whole fight i like daredevil's fight and spider-man's fight uh it i feel like the circus of crime weirdly feels like a worse enforcers to me they should be just as good there's more of them they've got actual abilities but they're visually
1: uh, interesting
0: but i find them a little stupider but it was really fun watching them fight spider-man so it did work
1: I mean, I think Steve Ditko, or who knows, maybe it's Stanley. Is Steve Ditko the artist? Stanley the writer? Uh, is good, but Ditko did a lot of the plotting and character building. I think you know he knows how to. He knows this will be a cool fight to look at. Yeah, you know these these villains' abilities. Say what you want about them as a story, they'll look cool, and it works. These circus guys look cool. Hey, he's
0: fighting guys on trapezes. He's riding around on the human cannonball.
1: <laughs> somebody gets fired out of a cannon, and he catches him in his web and rides him.
0: Yeah, it's humiliating, but a well-done move by Spider-Man.
1: Finally, the Ringmaster, he he takes care of all the thugs. The Ringmaster's last gasp is to put on his top hat again and try to re-hypnotize Spider-Man. Very smart move. But Spider-Man, very smart move, should have done it maybe earlier. But Spidey has learned his lesson and keeps his eyes closed underneath his mask.
0: Yeah, because you and can't so tell his eyes are closed real. because his lenses are, his eyes on the mask are just lenses.
1: Yeah, so uh, he's able to just easily take the hat away from the ringmaster and disable uh, it, him. And
0: it's a nice moment because the entire crowd is still hypnotized and silent, but Matt Murdock claps. Yeah, uh, bravo
1: Spider-Man, I couldn't have done much better myself. And Spider-Man's like, hey, that's Daredevil, but I don't know where he is because this is a big echoey room or whatever.
0: Yeah, um, like he said, it's like it's a big echoey room, like an imp- like next to an improv class
1: yeah then Spider-Man goes into a long monologue about what it's like to do things near an improv class which is I think it stands out
0: Uh, it felt relatable to me Uh, it was one of those things where I feel like anyone recording a podcast would be like yeah I know what that's like
1: um so uh, then he's round everybody up. He's got the Ringmaster and he for there's a panel of him wearing the Ringmaster's hat for fun. And it looks pleasantly very silly to me. I think yes. that's funny.
0: Spider-Man is hat is great. I actually love yeah. whenever Spider-Man wears anything over his Spider-Man suit. Like, it
1: always looks silly in a funny way. I
0: remember a, a Todd McFarlane issue where he is wearing a tuxedo. Uh, <laughs> so it's like wearing a jacket and bow tie. But his undershirt is the Spider-Man costume and he's still got his mask on. And it looks <laughs> sort of great and also ridiculous. Yeah,
1: funny. Um, he uses the hat. He unhypnotizes the crowd. They all had a great night. Um, Matt Murdock tries to give his lawyer card to the ringmaster, which is pretty funny. <laughs> That's a pretty funny move. Like
0: you don't want to. You don't want to be the this this lawyer. Guy. You know he's guilty. <laughs>
1: He's super guilty. Um, And then at the, and then we see Spider-Man swinging away at the end. And this is kind of a funny dialogue here. Ho-hum. Betty's probably still mad at me because I didn't take her to the circus. Aunt May is probably waiting to nag me some more about dating that Mary Jane chick. The most fun I had all day was fighting for my life. How about that? Yeah. That's pretty fun.
0: It's pretty fun in the way he puts down all the female characters in his supporting cast. Just
1: in case she didn't think the writer was out of touch with women, let's quickly go down the row and just make fun of all the women. Yeah. Oh, this one woman's in love with me and my caretaker's trying to set me up with another love interest. Dames. <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather fun have
0: a- punching fight with Daredevil.
1: Yeah. Um uh and you know, what can we say? Stanley's bad at female characters, but the fights are good and What do do you think of this? The very last panel in the issue, it's Stanley addressing the audience as usual, you know, already in salesman mode about the next issue. Uh, But the very last sentence is, till then, Stan, Steve, and Webhead Webhead himself say, always face front. What's that mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that means. I read that and I don't know what kind of advice that is.
1: Is that like uh, a Marvel fan club motto or something? I've
0: never heard it. Uh, I don't know anything about it. If, if you're a listener and you know what they mean by that, please email us and let us know.
1: Yeah. Our is email Stanley is saying always screw it. Face
0: front uh, email us at screw it, at gmail.com and tell us what always face front means. Cause I don't know. Um, okay. That's our issue. Uh,
1: yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a light issue, but uh, it was fun. Uh, uh, way better than I thought it would be for a daredevil uh, plug.
1: Yeah. Part of the fun of going back over these issues is kind of visiting the filler issues and seeing that they're still pretty good. I mean, like these run of issues that we're going over launched a phenomenon. And so even when they're a little off, they're still pretty good.
0: Yeah. Like I remember that there was a Daredevil issue and I remember it involved the circus of crime, but I didn't remember much else beyond that. Uh, As opposed to like the next few issues that I remember very strongly and I'm looking forward to covering.
1: So, uh, Uh, yeah, let's do our awards. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, my favorite art panel is a little bit of a surprise. It is, um, the one, you know what? I just closed my file because by, uh, by mistake, gonna reopen it. Come on. Well, something's happened where I can't look at it. Um, well, my my art—it's it, actually kind of an undramatic one. It's uh, it's the one where Spidey's putting on his mask uh, backstage of the circus. It's like page seven, panel three, or something like that. I mean, you're talking my language. I love suiting up panels. Yeah, uh, here I have got it open again. It's it's page yeah seven, panel three. I remembered it right, and he's just like putting his mask on backstage at the circus. It's just something about the way Ditko draws poses, like looks cool. It looks. Different than when most people do it. There's some, I don't know, weight or heft to it. I, I don't know. It just, I can't tell you why, but it was compelling to me. So page seven, panel three, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. I panel. think that's a
0: great choice. I mean, I, I I considered that. There's a bunch I considered for uh, what I thought was a subpar issue. The art is as strong as always. There's a few issues on the tra- uh, panels on the trapeze that I thought looked really great. Yeah. But I think the one that I'm picking is, uh, oh, there's even the one where like he's flipping in front of Daredevil. I don't know. There's a bunch of great ones. But I'm taking a silly one on page 21, panel four, where he's knocking out the ringmaster and taking his hat. It's almost like a a, a comic strip moment. All you see is Spider-Man's hands. You see the ringmaster already fallen out of the panel and his hat is just sort of floating there from where it was perched on his head. something very fun about me.
1: Ditko does good slapstick. Like the boxing match between Peter and Flash was really funny. Yeah. A couple issues ago.
0: That panel I thought was really fun. Um...
1: Cool. Uh, I already mentioned my Stan Lee dialogue. Um, What's yours? Okay, mine is uh, when he's fighting the circus people, um, he says at one point... Uh, I'm afraid I'll have to be leaving now. I forgot my union card, and I don't want the rest of the acrobats to pick at me. Oh yeah, that's when he's jumping off the the trapeze. Trapeze. Yeah, he's finished up the trapeze, guys. It's just such yeah. a su- subtly old man joke to make, you know. <laughs> you it's love with dandelion really making making fun of unions or mentioning a union card. Just like it just sounds so. I don't think a teenager's making union card jokes. I don't know. It just. He sounds like a middle-aged man sometimes, and it, but it, it works for me. It makes me laugh. Anyway, that, that's my favorite dialogue. Yeah, the panel right before
0: that I think is really cool where Spider-Man sort of has his legs tucked around the ropes of the trapeze.
1: Yeah, he's hanging upside down on the trapeze ropes. Uh, just yeah, looks great. Cool. Um, yeah.
0: Just like a little attention to detail, Ditko really, uh, I don't know, He just he thinks about how Spider-Man would hold on. What's your highlight? Ooh, um, I think my highlight is probably, I like the little, it's a tiny moment, but I like that moment where Daredevil just sort of claps for him. Yeah. Like this sort of like positive moment between the superheroes. That was just sort of a, a, I don't know, something about it was kind of different and
1: surprising, but sort of sweet. If that makes yes, sense? Yes, I think so too. My highlight's a sweet moment too. It's when Spidey first descends into the circus and everybody cheers for him. I was like it kind is, of heart by
0: that. He's so used to being um, hated. It's nice to give him a, yeah. a, a boost. Yeah yep what's um
1: what's your low light uh
0: my low light is uh, if I'm going first, it's gonna be the ringmaster's plan to put on a very
1: successful
0: circus in order to rob a few people
1: um uh, my low light is how he treats his aunt may at the beginning of the issue oh uh, that's a good one too, yeah, just like nag. Nicer. Oh, you nag yeah. It's another thing where he sounds like he sounds like a married man, not like a teenager.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do like that at least even when he's complaining about her, he, he thinks to himself, she means well. Like, he doesn't hate her for this. He's not like, oh, I hate my Aunt May. Yeah. Like, because there's, there's still humanity in the story. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. There's still humanity in the story, but I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Peter just can little, little.
0: Yeah. Where, where, where are we? A little out of
1: touch. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. Those are our awards. Yeah, um, we really burned through this issue, Will. Um, we're getting good at this, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are figuring this out, you know, 18 issues and we're finally getting the hang of it. Um, you know, we didn't do last issue was recommendations.
0: We didn't. And I, and I had one. Uh, so I'm, I still have it. So
1: I'm ready to do that. Okay. Do you let's have let's one? Do some recommendation? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. All I'll right. go first because mine's bad. Okay, great. Because uh, I know I don't read as many comics as you as you do. And I bought a bunch of comics recently, but I'm traveling right now, so I, I don't have access to them. But uh, I'll recommend um, Hardly an interesting recommendation, but Frank Miller's Daredevil run, his original Daredevil run that he did with Klaus Janssen inking uh, that he wrote. He started drawing Spider uh, Daredevil and then he wrote and drew Daredevil. And, you know, Frank Miller ended up becoming a real weirdo later in his career, like a right wing, angry man. But his early Daredevil stuff was just very, very cool crime stories and kind of reinvigorate was one of the things that reinvigorated Marvel in the early 80s. And those issues are worth checking out.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, those are uh, classics. great. I think uh, I stole a lot of those trade paperbacks from you when you
1: moved. Good for you. Smart move. That's a, that's a move from someone who was lived in the early 70s. <laughs> wow. High praise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um. What's your What's your recommendation? My
0: recommendation is a very new uh, comic. I just read it, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. So DC Comics does occasionally do these things called Earth One uh, stories. They're original graphic okay. novels, so they're um, like a hundred pages or so, released uh, like that. They're not released as like single issue twenty-two page pamphlets and then collected and they're often retellings of origins. So they've already done Superman and Batman. Uh, they did the teen Titans and wonder woman and they're all pretty good. But the one that just came out was green lantern and it was by this guy, Gabriel Hardman, uh, and Kareen Bechko. I might be mispronouncing her name. Uh, Gabriel Hardman, uh, is an artist. He's a comic book artist. who's done a lot of just beautiful comics. And he also does storyboards for like a lot of movies, including a lot of the Chris Nolan films. Uh, and I really Ooh, love his art, which is why I got this book and it is nice. so good. So green lantern mm-hmm. earth one, it is so tremendously good. Uh, oh, wow. it, it takes a lot of liberties with the origin and changes it. Uh, but I'm not a, I like green lantern a lot, but I'm not a diehard. Yeah. Uh, I'm not stuck on any of the, uh, the mythos with him. So I'm, I'm free to have it all changed yeah. and man, this thing worked. Uh, wow. green lantern is an astronaut instead of a test pilot right out of the gate. Um, they like find the ring on this like ship that sort of crashed into an asteroid. Um, I don't know. It's, and it's beautiful. It's atmospheric. It's, uh, it's exciting to see him learn how to use this ring. Uh, I don't know. It, it surprised me. I knew Gabriel Hardman would do a beautiful looking comic and I know he's, uh, he and Karina are pretty good writers. I've loved some of yeah. the stuff they've written and some of the stuff I think is pretty good, but it blew me away. Uh, it's oh, wow. one of my favorite Green Lantern stories ever already.
1: I mean, uh, I'll have to check it out. Great yeah. recommendation.
0: So I'd recommend that to anyone who has any, uh, even a passing interest in Green Lantern, maybe more if you only have a passing interest, uh, because you won't be as connected to some of the, uh, uh aspects of it that, uh, I don't care about. Uh, Should we do reader mail? Yeah, let's do some reader mail. And I'm going to try not to lose my voice too much as I lean over to read from my laptop. I'm in an awkward
1: setup. Uh, I picture you trapped in a trunk outside of an improv class. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm in an empty room. I'm sitting in a chair with two cubes in front of me.
0: And on top of those cubes is the comic book and the microphone. And then next to the cubes is a chair with the laptop. Because there were no tables available for me. Yeah. Uh, so the laptop is like at my knee level, and the microphone is basically at my neck level. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing is set up the way I would want it set up. Uh, so we've got a bunch of mail. We're getting a lot of mail at screwitspidey at com, which is great. Uh, but it also just means yes. I'm not able to read it all every week. So I apologize to everyone. And one of these days I might have yeah, to just all- parse like a, a bunch of quick hits and just like list names and what they've said. Uh, if I, right. I take the time and just do that. But I'm not, I haven't done that yet. So, uh, uh, let me find a couple of good ones. Some people here talking about reading on uh, one guy was having trouble with the comics unlimited Marvel unlimited app, but he got it to work. That's not that interesting, but I'm glad he got it to work. Um, Matt Wilkes emailed and he asked a couple of quick questions for us. Well, if you had okay. to fight one of Spider-Man's villains, who would it be? And how would you defeat them?
1: <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy. Um, if I had to fight, I mean, there is almost no villain of any kind in any realm that I could defeat. Yeah, yeah. I guess, um, I guess, Doctor Octopus, because I think I could defeat him just by getting him super angry about him not being the most powerful scientist in the world. Mm-hmm. I think I could dare him to do a science experiment, and he'd be, like, and I'd be like, "Oh, I bet you Thomas Edison could do better nuclear stuff than you." would Be like, "What? Edison was a fool." And then while he was, like, trying to demonstrate to me his powers, I'd sneak out, call the she, police. You'd
0: run away call the police. That's That would be yeah. your ability. Yeah. Um I think I would choose the vulture. Uh, he would kill me. He would pick me up and he would drop me and I would fall and die. Um, but it would be exciting, I think. <laughs> uh, I would rather die that way than have Craven's animals eat me. Uh, uh, Mysterio would be a big mind fuck and I wouldn't know what was going on. So It'd I wouldn't so enjoy confusing. that. Yeah. 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 So, um... I think I'll fight Vulture, and I guess I'll hope that if he picks me up, he's old. Maybe I could punch him a couple times and knock him out, though then I would still plummet and die but I would yeah. at least defeat him in that moment. You'd go down yeah. a,
1: in glory, yeah.
0: Because he can only Good beat question. me by like by getting eye, eye at me. Uh, his secondary question is, if you could befriend any character from this era, who would it be and how would you defeat them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is Chris Wilkes, he said? Yes. Uh, no, Matt Wilkie. Okay, Matt Matthew Wilkie. Wilkie. Um, okay, um, I would befriend... J.J. Jameson. I knew you. I want to hang that. out with J.J. Jameson. I want to hang out with him around. I'd be going around the high society of New York City as he does his like speaking tours. Um and how would I defeat him? Uh I don't know, I guess I would just have to scoop him. <laughs> scoop him? Oh, on a news yeah. story. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how you defeat J.J. Jameson. Just like scoop him. Get an exclusive and give it to some other paper. Not that I know the names of any other paper in the Marvel New York City. Um
0: I guess I would pick Flash Thompson since Jay Jonah's off the table. Uh, yeah. I mean that guy goes bowling, he goes to uh yeah. Jewel Jewel deliveries. I think it's around. I think he's always got something to do. Like he's not going to stay home. Yeah, no. no, he's out and uh, be the back. entertaining and fun to hang out with. How would I defeat him? I guess I would convince him to dress up as Spider-Man because he does that <laughs> numerous times. Yeah. And then call the police just like you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> good plan we're terrible people to be friends with in the Marvel Universe I mean we
0: we were I wouldn't have tried to defeat him but that was part of the question so I had no choice (laughs) yeah Uh, we got this email from Beach Boy Uh, this is not a question per se um, but he he talks about how he likes to find podcasts to listen to and fall asleep to (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, and so he picked us out thinking we'd be a very uh, semi-boring podcast but we were too entertaining uh, and now he looks forward to the episode So we failed him and I guess that we weren't boring enough.
1: What a great way to be a failure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a compliment. Yeah. I like his passive aggressive style.
0: Uh, I'm going to burn through just a couple more since we've got a few minutes. Okay. Uh, Joseph Connolly emails in response to our annual uh, review. uh, That was two episodes ago. Uh, And he talks about he had the ultimate guide to Spider-Man, which is like one of those big like encyclopedia gift books. Yeah. That just sort of like lists characters and powers and things like that. And for the Craven entry, it was a bunch of pictures of him smoking, drinking those smoking goblets (laughs) Uh, and he thinks they all came from, uh, the, the recent Craven issue. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's, I think that's fun and interesting that, that those are the panels they picked. He also said yep. he enjoyed the, um, the cameos in the annual, he thought they were really fun and made the Marvel universe feel connected and smaller, which yeah. I think that is the, the what Stan that's Lee yeah. was also going for with those cameos. It, it felt more shameless to me, but I'm yeah. glad that it worked for somebody. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it for today. Okay, yeah. We we got a few more that we can do next time. That's a bunch we covered there. A number of great compliments. A number of people are asking us to continue this podcast beyond the lead Ditko era, which I think
1: still we don't have a plan to do. We do not currently have a plan to do that.
0: Uh, We might still do a few more special episodes like last week where we cover non-Ditko Lee stuff, but I don't know if we will go issue by issue.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to do a couple special episodes. For a few, um, but you know, uh,
0: yeah. 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 Somebody recently asked us to at least cover the first arc, which is the big green goblin John Romita arc.
1: We might do a post-it go um, episode.
0: Yeah. yeah okay, that the, that might be worth talking about at some point. It is a great, it's a great um, arc. Yeah, I think, uh, strangely, I think it's the best thing in the John Romita run is the first thing he did. Yeah. It has Mary Jane, it has Green Goblin, uh, it's, it's big stuff. Yeah. But right now we don't have a plan to do that, but we might,
1: we might, we'll consider it. Yeah, thank you for thinking about it and suggesting it, everybody. And any t- and please write in, screw at Spidey at Gmail, and also check out our awesome Instagram, screwitspidey at, at Instagram. Kevin is putting up amazing photos. We're also tweeting stuff, screw at Spidey at Twitter. So, yeah, check us out at these. Th- yeah, most
0: mostly the Twitter is just reposting the Instagram photos, but uh if people
1: tweeted us, I sometimes uh we remember to respond. We sometimes answer, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I guess that's it. That's our whole issue. Well, all right. So um, uh, next next issue is Return of the Green Goblin. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a it's a really good one. Uh, so I don't know if you've been listening this far, keep listening. Yeah, at least wait one more before you fall asleep. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Kevin. For those of you that download this because it's semi boring, uh, try to stay awake next
1: week. Yeah, it's gonna be worth it. But they didn't hear this because they're already asleep. Because this is the end of the episode.
0: That's true. We should have done at the beginning. It's oh well. It's our fault. Um, Kevin, great job. Uh, you did a very good job as well, Will.
1: Uh, all right, see you guys uh next uh episode. Yeah, see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.
0: Screw it, screw it. We're, we're just, just going to talk about, about Spider-Man.
1: Campfire.